Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to One Up. We will continue with our E three review, and this one, part two, will be will be starting off with um, Bethesda. So, hi, Carl. <laughs> um, Hello. It's been ages since we've talked. Uh, <laughs> so, Bethesda. Oh God! Some people thought it was a good conference. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, let, let let's start with the loads of bullet points we've got for this one. Elder Scrolls Blades going to Nintendo Switch, which is probably the most... Well, no, Doom was good, but the, probably the most interesting thing for me is I'd actually play Elder Scrolls Blades on the Switch. Yeah, I'd, I'd share that sentiment. When the game was first unveiled, um, uh, last E3, it was something I was like, oh, I'd like to mess around with that. I might only play it for a couple hours, but I never did. But now that it's going to be on Switch, I probably will. They obviously announced there's, there's new content. Dragons was kind of what I took from it. Um, so you can't really go wrong with Dragons. It's something I'll, yeah. I'll definitely mess around with when it comes to the Switch and then and report back on that. But what I'll credit them is they, they didn't kind of, it didn't hang around like a bad snail. They're kind of like, it's coming to Switch. We'll get new to content. That later. <laughs> we'll jumped get- across the, onto the next thing. So, yeah. um, good on them. They, they kind of knew not to, to spend too much time spending. Or did they? Which we'll come to. But did, did they know to yeah. not spend too much time on a mobile game? At least uh, on this mobile one, game. One mobile game. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, before we move on, we do have to talk about the crowd. Obviously, it was... I started watching it. Um, I did fall asleep. Uh, I, that crowd, man, they were wooing a lot of boring stuff. <laughs> I know, like I think I seen an article that was like, "Were were the crowd paid to woo <laughs> Bethesda? Oh were they? God. Yeah, I, we got a got a conspiracy theory yeah, there. It, it's more interesting yeah. than NPCs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that leads me on to Fallout seventy six, which got a lot of chance for them fixing a game that was crap to begin with, and they've introduced NPCs, which is like the basics of any 
game that should be done by Bethesda. Um, yeah, that was the first announcement of the Wastelanders releasing. I know you've just bought it for seven odd quid. They didn't make it free to play, which we speculated. We've got a free trial for a week, which pretty much almost up anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they did enough to even make me consider going back on this, really. Or even giving it a go, because I don't even have it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I picked it up for seven quid. I'm not going to say that's a bargain, because I still haven't gone around to playing it yet. But, um, you know, what I can say is, they are addressing obviously uh todd howard seemed to kind of apologize admit they got it wrong kind of on the on the, the start of the show when he first came out um they are trying to address that with the, the updates they, they've made kind of in the past few months and now with wastelanders but i don't think it's they deserve kind of credit for for putting mm. things into the game that should have been there for from the offset like wastelanders should have been there this is what we expect in a standard fallout game and a standard kind of bethesda rpg is having npcs and quest lines and conversation trees so adding these things in you know even if it is free it should have been in there from the offset so i'm not going to applaud them for that and that's what i think um jim sterling said was like are they expecting us to applaud them for for putting standard stuff into the game um but you know i as I said, it's good that they're adding it in, but I'm not going to congratulate them for it. And similarly, I, I thought it was strange that they announced the Battle Royale mode, uh, Nuclear Winter. I mean, I, I think, do we, do we not have enough Battle Royales? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was, it was just, it felt to me like taking a box. That, that was pretty much it. You know, that it didn't do anything for me at all. I mean, what, what did you think? Um, yeah, the Battle Royale, never mind Fallout 76, any Fallout game, I, is is the combat a plus point? <laughs> no, um, never mind Fallout 76 where it's known for being glitchy and, and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, it looks mad, it looks like it's got its own Fallout spin on things with PvE stuff and nuking people and um, building mechanics, never seen that before in a in a uh, <laughs> in a bat or l. Um, I, I I don't I don't see the point really. It, 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 I just don't. It, it, I think they're just trying to think of something that'll get people interested. A battle royale just grabs people's attention, and then maybe they'll think, oh, I could play Fallout seventy six as a game. Um, and I don't I just don't think it'll work really. If it's not free, I don't see how they'd fix it. Um, because even if it is well, most people probably buy digital. It's probably still full price on digital stores. So, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just it did nothing for me at all, um, the Fallout 76 stuff. Um, next announcement was a bit out of the blue. Um, Ghostwire from Tango uh, Gameworks. Uh it, all it did for me, it just reminded me of of um, Hawkeye from uh, Endgame. <laughs> Obviously a bit more <laughs> horror-ish, but I, that's the feeling I got. I was just like, is this a Ronan game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we kind of knew Tango were going to do something, and that had been speculated on because they haven't done anything since Evil Within 2, and people just naturally thought it was going to be Evil Within 3. But it's cool that they're doing something new. There's not too much we can say about it because we didn't see much about it. It was just kind of a trailer 
and they talked a little bit about kind of the, the game. It seems to be kind of an action kind of but horror kind of tied in type thing. I mean, obviously they're known for their horror games. They they obviously done the Evil Within one and two, and obviously um, the, their founder originally came off the, the back of the Resident Evil games. So. Uh, like Shinji Mikami, that that's what he's known for. So, I um, mean, it, it, it's cool they're doing a new IP. It's always, you know, something you would like to see as new IPs from from developers you like. So I'm I'm interested in seeing more of this. And again, this might be a, a Tokyo Game Show thing that we we might get more details then. I'm excited to to see more on it, but I I can't say I'm excited for the game until I actually know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, if it's horrorish, possibly not my cup of tea, but it may, it may be something different. Um, next up, Elder Scrolls Online. I do like Elder Scrolls Online, but this was really, really long for an advert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I seen someone joke that like the Elder Scrolls Online trailer and the Final Fantasy fourteen trailer have just sort of nailed it into one trailer for them, <laughs> even though they're in separate shows. And I, I could kind of see where they're coming from. It's just such a long trailer. I, I, I think I totally zoned out during it. It was like for their elsewhere expansion with the, the two more DLCs for that dragon hold and dragon spear. Just really jumping on those dragons. They they really love dragons. Um, obviously, Elder Scrolls Online has its audience. You know, I haven't played it, um, but it, obviously people do. So this was for them. They they got their moment, and, and Bethesda always does that. They for the Fallout 76 for Elder Scrolls Online and I may as well mention it now the Elder Scrolls Legend those games have their audience they play it they want to know what's coming that's why they're included here for for that section of the Bethesda audience and I I suppose you can't knock it too much just because you're not in that audience Mm. yeah absolutely I I, I do like Elder Scrolls Online as well it's just I I don't really really I don't really want to tune into E3 at two in the morning and watch an advert <laughs> about yeah. uh, it just yeah. But even even worse than Elder Scrolls Online, they went on to announce AIP. I assume from the nineties. I've never heard of. Could not give less of a shit about Commander Keen, a phone game which looked terrible. Yeah, so Commander Keen was like a side-scrolling action game from id Software. Uh, I think it's pretty sure, people can correct me if I'm wrong, tweet at us, but um, pretty sure it came out before Wolfenstein did, before they moved into being the the kings of first person. There's actually kind of a weird um, kind of id lore where like Commander Keen is like the father or grandfather of... uh, BJ, no, maybe I think it's the opposite actually. The, the son or grandson of, of BJ Blazkowicz and then <laughs> um, Doom Guy, the Marine from Doom, is Commander Keen's like son or grandson, something oh, like that. It's kind of <laughs> silly. Um, but I mean, the, yeah, no, it, it seems a strange direction. I mean, had they brought through like a proper kind of 3D action game kind of downloadable title for commander keen it, it might have found an audience but uh, this multiplayer game or, or mobile game rather that looks like it's kind of aimed at kids but isn't aimed at kids very strange inclusion here and i think the amount of time they gave it in terms of the trailer was, was bizarre as well like that that to me was like real 
if you were falling asleep at that point, that that probably woke you up for the wrong it, reasons. You're like, what what yeah. the hell has gone on yeah. here? I think that was the moment I fell asleep. To be fair, I think I may have snuck into what just about Wolfenstein, but I think Commander King finished me off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that whole section of the, you know, we may as well kind of cover it there in one fell swoop. That that whole section of the 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 podcast or of the of the showing suddenly felt like uh, you know kind of just a an ad reel. It, it was kind of like here's Commander Keen, new mobile game. Here's Elder Scrolls Legends. Here's Rage Two. You know, game that's already out. Mm. I like they're they're just showing kind of like this Rage Two. We're we're proud of this game kind kind of thing. A new trailer and then Wolfenstein Youngblood. We got like a launch trailer and because that, that game's coming out next month. It ju- it just felt like adverts rather than because there was nothing new really there was nothing no announcements it was strange like it was it was just just seemed a, a strange inclusion but i guess again it's just a case of bethesda feeling they have to tick all boxes for all sections of their audience and you know it, it's to be expected there but i mean did, did you get that impression I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, but when I, I woke, I woke up and watched it. Obviously, but yeah, the the, the second third probably the bit, well, I thought the first third was pretty shit and all, but the second third was just an absolute killer. Um, yeah, I think you've worded, worded it perfectly. It was just a bunch of adverts of games that are already out. Um, I think it started with Elder Scrolls uh, Online with with the actual advert, um, and then it just continued. Till um, Deathloop, which didn't give too much away, but it looked interesting. Um, but yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood, we might as well touch on. We know it's, I think it's coming out next month. Um, it just looks like more Wolfenstein. That's <laughs> probably the best way to confirm it. Multi it, co-op Wolfenstein, I believe. Yeah, no, it's cool that it's co-op. Um, I really enjoyed the first um Wolfenstein from from Machine Games and um, I never really got around to the second one but I know I'd have liked it if I had played it uh, because they they just they know they kind of hit on on a winning formula there and they just kind of keep keep giving people more of what they they want but it's good that they've taken a little deviation here with with offering a a co-op experience and and that might be something to to bring me back into it because it's always fun to play a a co-op game you Mm. know when you can kind of bash out maybe and eight hours of play would have made over a few weekends and it's it's definitely gives you a new reason to to, to want to jump back into to wolfenstein um but again because we we'd seen so much of it and, and we know the game's only a month away um it just it wasn't really going to get anyone excited yeah yeah that's the thing um i did mention it death loop i no idea what this is it it just looks like a one v one thing where you die and come back to life and learn and stuff I, yeah, yeah i think the premise is this two characters are caught in some sort of time loop killing each other and um that's 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 pretty much all we got yeah. um arcane leon are a great studio they did the dishonored games i loved dishonored uh so i'm i'm excited for this but it's just a shame that we didn't get to see some actual gameplay, much like Ghostwire Tokyo. It's just, again, it's awesome to get new IP from a developer that you enjoy, but 
gameplay always makes it that bit better. We didn't get it here, unfortunately, and it's it's a shame that with the two announcements Bethesda made, we, we didn't get gameplay for either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I missed this because I, I think I must have fell asleep. Fallen asleep. <laughs> I, yeah, I, fe- I fell asleep and I must have just put on the Doom release rather than watch the actual press conference. But um, Orion, if that's how you pronounce it, game streaming service, um, I missed this, so you're going to have to take a lead on this one. Yeah, I, I gather... I, I honestly, like some someone who's more into this this stuff would probably get it better. But I gather it's... Rather than being it, it's not like Bethesda's version of of Stadia. That that's not what it is. It's kind of like a companion service that makes the streaming of games better. It it looks like it's kind of this, this is a service that Bethesda have had developing in in the background. Um, they didn't really kind of we we didn't get anything in in terms of a, a launch or kind of price or how exactly it's going to work. Um. I think uh, Doom Eternal is when we're going to first see it. Um, like it, it, it's uh, it, it's to make like as as the, the headline here. I'm just on a quick look. Bethesda's Orion could make game streaming services like Google Stadia even faster. So it, it seems aimed at like improving these services. I, I think it's something we're just we're just going to have to see in action to, to to really get what it is. Not not being kind of the Kind of say the audience, but the the uh, enthusiasts when yeah. it comes to to the technology. So, um, but it, it's interesting that at the very least, the Bethesda are taking such a, an interest in in that. You know, obviously they see this the streaming stuff going somewhere. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Might have to go uh, read up on that. Um, so, last thing for Bethesda and probably. The only thing of interest, well, not of interest. The, the two new IP looked interesting, but there wasn't really anything there. Um, so Doom Eternal, we got we got gameplay. It's what we expected. It looks like Doom, but like mad madder Doom. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, I I've played the first Doom, well the the reawoken Doom. I haven't finished it, but it, it's obviously a very good game. Um, yeah, it just it. Looked like Doom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool that they ended on a high with, you know, a game obviously people are looking forward to. They showed plenty of gameplay, which is what one of people want to see with a game like Doom. They gave us a release date, 22nd of November. Talked about the battle mode multiplayer and, and said that, that they'll be unveiling more details at QuakeCon. And I mean, that was probably the best part of the conference, to be honest. I mean, when you see actual gameplay, it makes a world of difference, um, particularly when it's a game you're interested in, and, and Doom Eternal would be that for me. So, you know, at least credit Bethesda for, for ending on a high. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it, really. There's not really much we can add. If you, if people have seen do or played Doom, I'm going to call it Doom 1, but I know it's just called Doom. If you've played Doom, Doom Eternal just looks like that with madder shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you if you enjoy Doom, Doom Eternal looks right up your street, and people probably expect a bit more detail on that. But, yeah, that's all I can say. Is it more Doom? Um, it, I might pick it up. It won't be a day one thing for me. It'd be probably one of the ones you pick up on the cheap. Um, so overall thoughts on Bethesda, I thought it was awful. I thought it was pointless. 
I don't get yeah. why they had a conference. Especially with QuakeCon, as they mentioned, from the corner. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, you know, Activision don't bother with uh, kind of having a conference at E3. Never really, they never really did anyway, to be fair. But now that they have BlizzCon, they're just kind of, obviously that largely focus on Blizzard. So, but sometimes they do bring some Activision things in and that's what their focus is. And, you know, since Bethesda bought id and, you know, then acquired QuakeCon as part of that, they do the same, bringing in Bethesda stuff. I think, like, for example, the Elder Scrolls Online said they, they'd be kind of showing more stuff at, at um, QuakeCon. So I'm not sure why when they have QuakeCon, if they're going to save so much for QuakeCon, why bother? You don't have to have an E3 conference. It, it's not a requirement. As, as we said, Activision, don't do it. Um, kind of like Capcom, don't do it. They, they sometimes show up there, but... And they, they, I think they, they do do a presentation, obviously at TGS, but um, uh, t- uh, take two, don't do it. Like you don't have to be there, so I'm not sure why Bethesda feel after that one year they did a few years ago that was really good, why they still have to try and show up every year. I mean, they could have shown Doom gameplay at the Microsoft conference. They could have unveiled these two games at the Microsoft conference and the rest could, could almost be like a, a, a press release with a YouTube video for, for Elder Scrolls online or uh, fallout 76. Cause so it, it just seems, it seems strange that they did a show much like last year, to be honest, but possibly even more. So uh, it, it was a strange one for me. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could have just went fallout 76 is in game pass. He is doom. See ya. That that probably would have been a better thing for Bethesda to do if they did go on Microsoft stage. <laughs> it would have made more sense. It's, it's, yeah. It, uh, and that, I've just realised I went back to Game Pass. Everything should be in Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, just absolutely pointless. Um, obviously, I think we're just waiting for Bethesda to release the next two big games in, in Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. That, that's it. I think mean, that's what we're waiting for with them in E3, but till then, I, we've obviously got the two new IP, but we don't know if they'll be out before the next E3 or whatever, but even then, I doubt Elder Scrolls and Starfield will be ready for the next E3. Maybe get more of a mention, but yeah, it's I just it's just a very strange one. As you mentioned, bigger, bigger publishers don't go. <laughs> they just release it probably on the week or at other events, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I don't think they need to be there every year, but when they do have something, fair enough, turn up. Um, so we'll move on to Ubisoft. Uh, bit of a mixed... It was a whole... E3 as a whole was very mixed, but Ubisoft probably um, personified it quite well. But let's start off with... We'll, we'll come... Uh, towards the end, we'll talk about our games of the uh, of, of the event and stuff like that, but one of the contenders surely has to be Watch Dogs Legion. Obviously, it was leaked beforehand and confirmed beforehand, and people were like, okay, that, that, it's not great for them, but a very strong showing with this gameplay trailer. 
Yeah, and I mean, they they showed so much gameplay, and they they really gave us an idea of of what this game was. And and unlike where I know some people are, tend to be skeptical of Watch Dogs because the original Watch Dogs and what it promised, and then what it actually delivered, were were on two entirely different levels. But because we've seen so much gameplay, they can't really hide anything here. You know, we we know what this is going to be, and what it it's going to be looks great. I mean, the the idea of being able to kind of recruit any character and they all have their own skills and abilities and personalities even it seems you know as i think neil said it like he's surprised this isn't a game that was being held back for the next gen because mm. like the, the, the amount of power it's going to take to be able to to accomplish what they're setting out to do and it, it it's, it's so impressive and it, it seems like they're finally delivering on what the the watchdogs series was supposed to be from the offset that's that's what my takeaway was well, what did you think it it revived interest in a series that i really lost after playing number one number two didn't even it just didn't do anything for me i know people say watchdogs 2 is a lot better and stuff like that but this just seems to be there's probably the wrong it's going to sound bad but it's like what Watch Dogs 1 promised to be, this is what actually it is going to be now. Because Watch Dogs 1, obviously, it was meant to be a fucking game, an absolute ground-shaking game, and it just turned out it wasn't. It was very bland and a bit ordinary. Not ordinary, but just it did nothing exciting. Whereas this, it just looks like something that is its own entity. And obviously, it's not called Watch Dogs 3 for a reason. I think this is kind of a, a reboot of, a, of, a, of sorts. And... They've picked the right setting in London, uh, apart from the Cockney accent. Everyone sounds like Danny Dyer. I mentioned Dan- it sounds like Danny Dyer doing an impression of Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good way to sum it That's probably the only bad thing is everyone sounds too Cockney. Um, but yeah, what they're showing, they're showing so much. Obviously, the character swapping or picking your characters, they're the combat whether it was guns that hostage situation or you pick an you one of your characters an mma fighter woman and she just kicked the shit out of everyone <laughs> pick someone who's basically you saying bolt and he just fucks off the driving looks better i think that was one of the criticisms of the first game the driving was very basic bitch but this looked better um permadeath characters which is always tugs on the heartstrings because you always get attached to one of them, don't you? And then you never, you never, you never want. Yeah, I would never pick him because you don't want him to die, or you just play it so pedestrian that you don't ever put him in risk. Um, so that was quite interesting. But yeah, th- this game, I think it it really did revive my interest in, in a series. And um, the the release date, all although possibly a bit disappointing, it's not this year. But this year is quite not stacked, but it's got some big games in it. And I think they found quite a bit of a sweet spot just before Cyberpunk, because it's kind of a similar-ish game. Um, just before Cyberpunk, and it, it allows people a good month and a bit to play through Watch Dogs. So I think I think they've done this quite well, and it gives them a lot of times to do the finishing touches and stuff. So what what did what did you make of um, Sixth of March? Yeah, I mean. I was a little surprised because when this game leaked, I expected it later in the year because Ubisoft tend to always have a game in the fall. Like last year, obviously, it was Assassin's Creed. The year before was Watch Dogs 2, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, it was surprising in that sense, but like given 
the breadth of this game, take all the time you need, and and finally do it. What do what we want with with the Ubisoft, you know, with this this IP because it's been a promising IP since when it was first revealed, but it's never quite delivered on it. But hopefully, with this, and it does look, as we said, quite promising, we are going to get that. So, if they need another nine months to to get it get what the, their vision out there, then take take your time. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, no, we'll we'll come on to it, but there is technically a big release, which is probably a bit under got a bit understated. Is obviously Ghost Recon is coming out uh, this year, but we'll get to that. Um, and an important part of this press conference was on that release. Um, this was the problem with Ubisoft. Obviously, it started with the Assassin's Creed Orchestra, which usurped Just Dance, the bastards, um, and then we got Watch Dogs, which was very good, and then after Watch Dogs we got a TV show. Yeah, this was Ubisoft doing Ubisoft. At least it wasn't a 10-minute interview about the Assassin's Creed movie. We, I don't think we'll ever <laughs> forget that. But, I mean, obviously it's it's a new kind of TV show, but like a faux um, MMO game uh, come, coming from Ian Graham. Obviously does it. It's Always Sunny, which is a show that I... You know, shock horror haven't actually watched, but it seems to have yeah. a massive following. I mean, have you watched it? Nope. People say it's brilliant. I, I tried Arrested Development and I couldn't survive a series of that. So if people like that kind of seem to like all, um, Always Sunny. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to go. Yeah, they do seem to have like kind of a shared audience. Um, it, it's something I've always kind of wanted to give a try, but now, like the more series that get that come out, I'm kind of like, that's oh, it's too much of an undertaking for a comedy, so I might never never quite get to it. But obviously, like this show was going to have its audience given the popularity of that show, but I, I just think it was a strange inclusion. Obviously, Ubisoft are involved in the project, um, so it, in that way, it kind of makes sense that they they they'll want to put it out there, but. It just seemed kind of uh, after the heights of of Watch Dogs Three to be like, here's a TV show. Uh, it's 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 kind of put a, a kind of a, a pin in the the balloon as it was inflating, uh, which is a little disappointing. But as far as as um, kind of uh, Ubisoft own goals go, it was it was kind of a a forgivable one. You know, it wasn't too bad. It, it didn't take too long. He came out, spoke for a minute, threw up a trailer. Maybe it was the opposite way, but and then he was gone, and then we were back to games. So, you know, it it it, it wasn't great, but because it, it wasn't, it, it didn't take up too much time. I'm I'm not going to complain about it too much. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. It's not. It didn't look like a TV show that had grabbed me, but that may be because I was a bit sour about it being on an E3 stage. I'm like. Get off the stage. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, a Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, if anyone was actually interested in that. Um, then we got more stuff from games that are already out. We got Rainbow Six Siege, new character, uh, where it was some James Bond. Well, I think he was American, actually. So, um, Ethan, I can't remember the bloke from it. I can't remember, can't remember the Mission Impossible character. I know it's Ethan. Um, uh, God. Um, yeah, it just just released a new character who had a moustache. There you go. I like Rainbow Six Siege, but there's not really much to add there. Looked like an interesting character. 
We got a, I don't know if it was DLC or a timed event, but we got Brawlhalla Adventure Time, obviously putting in, um, I just call him Bender because he's got the same voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, got them as characters. I've only played that on Switch because it was free. It's basically Smash Bros. <laughs> there you go. Um, then we got, well, we got Tom. We got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, which we've already seen. Which was strange. But it, I think it was strange that they're showing it beforehand because the, it would have been interesting to show on the stage because there wasn't much else. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange that they didn't. They revealed that a few weeks ago um, instead of saying for this because. But you know, we we seen it a few weeks ago. The re, the reveal trailer and and they gave the release date then. Then we seen it obviously in the Stadia presentation and then we seen it again here and obviously here they announced a beta with a date for the the 5th of september but i mean that aside if not for the fact that john burntell himself came out on stage with his dog which is awesome if not for that i'm not sure i'd have even remembered this because we'd already seen it like i'm i'm you know hands on the table i'm probably not going to play breakpoint i didn't play wildlands but even so, if it was something new, I, I would have taken more note of it. But because we already knew about it, it, it did sort of t- take away with it somewhat, except for the dog. Obviously. Second to only Keanu Reeves was Doggo. <laughs> <laughs> well, joint first, Doggo. Um, John Wick would have would not have it any other way. But yeah, it's, it's just, it was after. Considering what the conference was, I just thought it was very strange they're showing it beforehand. So maybe they had a, a thing with Stadia where they could show it, so they had to show it first or whatever. But yeah, I thought there was kind of a lull there, so it, it could have done with that gameplay reveal of that. But as you mentioned, we got a beta release date. I can't even remember the actual games. I don't think it's in October. Um, so yeah, Tom Clant, I'll probably end up getting it because my mate plays it. Something just dawned on me, actually. I seen a poll there a few weeks ago. Who'd win in a fight, John Wick or the Punisher? Oh, and then we had John Wick and the Punisher both on stage, stage as that E three. Could you know they could have could have done something there, exactly. like a, a charity fight or something? You know, my money's on Keanu Reeves because he's fucking, he's fuck. You can just tell he's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it's it was it was a strange move to announce it ahead of time. But I suppose again, it, it's it, you know it seems to be a trend in in this mm. review. But it's one of those games that it has its audience, and I'm sure the people that are still playing Wildlands now were were very excited to to get as much information and and as many trailers for this game as possible. So that it's obviously for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'll play it and report back anyway. It, It'll get till I think if there's a gap, it'll probably get till Pokemon and Star Wars are out. Um, then we got Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which is a phone game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, another another trend from from this E3. We're getting a lot of mobile games. Every I think pretty much every every show except for Nintendo and Xbox. Like, so all the third parties seem to have mobile titles in in their showing. This game was just kind of a tease to me because it's in like Sam Fisher 
And yeah, I was like, that's what I got from it as well. <laughs> seeing Sam Fisher's like, oh, are we going to get Splinter Cell? And then spoilers, we didn't get Splinter Cell. So that, that's, that's really what I took from that was just that they were, they were, they were ultimately teasing me over Sam Fisher. Um, I mean, if you play mobile games, you play mobile games, you're, you might play this. I, I don't. Um, I'd be more likely if they announce in a few months that it's coming to Switch to, to give it a try. Yeah. Because uh, it's kind of cool playing these little kind of little animated, ver- kind of almost chibi versions of of these kind of Tom Clancy's characters that we know and love. It's it's, it's kind of fun looking, but it's just I just don't think I'm I'm the the target audience. And ultimately, I curse them for for teasing me over Sam Fisher. I blame South Park for bringing out phone destroying and it actually doing well. Um. <laughs> uh, what we get after that just dance the moment of every ubisoft press conference is a dancing panda wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> nothing to talk about there for on a dlc shadows of <clears throat> here comes my japanese uh hitkori that was bad hit kiri hit kiri it's like it's, it's, it's like it yeah yeah it's bad no man i'm not going for it again <laughs> <laughs> there was some four out of shadows <laughs> so yeah it's, really. it's a timed event for four honor if you, if you play yeah. four honor you're probably there you go really aware of it that's how you that's how you say that <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah if you like four honor i like four honor but i haven't played it in a while if you're still on it fair dues to you um you're probably actually good at it i could probably get battered if i want on it now one of the more in depends on where you sit on this interesting disappointing it's a fine line um we got tom clancy's rainbow six quarantine announced for early 2020 which is a pve it's probably just going to be built around siege and obviously they had their event which was kind of that but it was aliens and stuff so is this what we wanted from from rainbow six i mean i think we all dream of the old classic rainbow six vegas where it's uh, pvp i know sieges but you obviously move about them you could move about the map and actually go outside and be a bit more different and stuff like that but is is this what you wanted from a potential ordinary siege game rainbow game i should say no not not really personally i mean i i love the classic rainbow six games and i also love rainbow six vegas which was a kind of sub-series that didn't sit well at all rainbow fans um you know what i loved about the, the kind of the old games was obviously how tactical they were what i loved about vegas was i, I felt like the, the multiplayer was tactical yet a little more accessible and then obviously i loved terrorist hunts and obviously siege came out siege very much kind of leaned on the the kind of classic rainbow six experience um but but for me when I heard it, this this game again leaked and um, didn't know it was called Quarantine but knew it was a, a Rainbow Six co-op game um, I, I kind of got excited because I was thinking well this could be like because my friends and I used to most nights after we'd finish up playing like multiplayer on Gears or Halo or whatever we'd jump on Rainbow Six and bash out some, some terrorist hunts oh, yeah. fun kind of way to, to kind of just chat while we did them um, and I thought this game might offer that but then I seen it's it's obviously quarantine and it's got something to do with zombies or infected or something on those lines and, and that kind of just killed my interest to be honest. I, I just think 
zombies are already been doing done so many other places you know just just leave them where they are and, and focus on other things um it almost feels like they're trying to do their answer to call of duty zombies that's that's the impression i got and i don't like that you know do something original um for me this it was this was disappointing if i'm honest yeah, it, it might build off the timed event that was in Siege where it was Aliens, but ultimately it's still the same shit as Zombies, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I thought this was very disappointing. Um, obviously, I think Siege has obviously been such a mega success. It's obviously very good in um, professional gaming and stuff like that. It, it's... It's perfect for that, but to build a PVE thing, I'd rather them just get ready for next gen. And if there is another, obviously you're another part of the studio building another game, get ready for next gen, make a proper game or whatever. You can obviously update Siege eventually, and that that can become its own identity, own animal and stuff like that, and be cross gen and stuff like that. But don't water, don't muddy the waters with this. I don't, I don't need this. There's so many. Ubisoft has so many PVE games. I mean, the Division, but Ghost, Ghost Recon. Is, <laughs> that's what these are. They don't need hard mode zombie shit from these. It's just, ah, oh, yeah. If you were gonna do it, why would you put use the Rainbow Six tag as well? Just make a new IP about zombies. At least it just, just seems stupid. Um, yeah. Then we got more Division Two episodes. I think I enjoyed the division two, but meh. Um, then we got a random, well, it was rumored but random um, announcement of Uplay Plus, fifteen pound. Yeah, that was the the massive thing to me. I, I think with any of those services, it it has to be nine ninety nine. I mean, we talked about Game Pass Ultimate earlier, but Game Pass Ultimate is like three subscriptions in one. Basically, this is just one subscription, and also the fact it's just on PC and Stadia. Kind of, I I don't really play on PC much, so that that kind of killed it for me. But it, it seems quite steep. The idea of having to pay, um. 180 a year to play the ubisoft games it's just it like it's a lot different if you're saying 120 you know um, is, what does one ubisoft game a year that's normally good <laughs> exactly that as well i know you look like you're going to get the back catalog but are you really going to go back and play the back catalog except maybe a the couple games, of assassin creeds back catalog of games that'll be now five pound <laughs> yeah like it, 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 I, I'm, I'd be shocked if they don't end up lowering the price here before long because I, I don't think a lot of people are going to jump on at fourteen ninety nine, nine ninety nine. As I said, it, it changes a lot. But, um, I, I thought it was just, I was shocked by the pricing. I just, you know, it, it was almost if you were looking away and you hear her saying, "Oh, now the price," you'd be like mouthing nine ninety nine, and then just suddenly hear fourteen ninety nine, and it's just like a what like just a totally th- moment that just threw you entirely because it, it wasn't expected it's, it's a crazy price thing is game pass on just on computer is like four quid <laughs> and this is it's 15 well i don't know if it'll um change into pounds or whatever 15 dollars i know that's the same as um game pass ultimate but 15 dollars just for the ubisoft catalog as we mentioned 
Just, yeah, you, you're probably talking twelve yeah. pound. I'd say. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so if it's eleven, twelve pound, you're getting the same on computer from Xbox for like I think it was four or five. It games on computer are cheaper. <laughs> you don't need subscriptions for that that are that expensive. Like for fifteen dollars, you could probably buy quite a few old Ubisoft games. It's <laughs> just a bit. Uh, I I I think they'll probably can that quite quickly, and then just try and be best mates with Google again. Well, they still are. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, it just seemed like a a waste of time, really. Um, someone must have said fifteen quid, fifteen dollars is quite a lot for what that is. But anyway, um, Ubisoft finishing off weirdly shock horror. Um. Roller Champions releasing 2020 in a game that nobody knew they wanted but now wants to play just to experience it. Roller Derby. <laughs> yeah, you, you seem quite excited about oh, this one, yes. Guy. Um, uh, I might be something I mess around with to, depending. Um, like, I assume you assume it's free to play, wouldn't you? It seems that kind of game. Um, I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, it, it does. It seems that kind of game. Um, it's coming out 2020. They, they announced a pre-alpha demo. Ubisoft loved that buzz term, pre-alpha. It doesn't even oh, yes. make sense that you could have a pre-alpha <laughs> demo. But nonetheless, Ubisoft do here. Um, it, it's only on PC, though, the pre-alpha demo, which is, is disappointing. It means, means we don't have a chance of one of us maybe getting getting in on the alpha and messing around on it. But... Um, you know, it, you know, it, it kind of gave you some Rocket League vibes. People enjoy Rocket League. Maybe they'll enjoy this. Um, mm. that, that's really all you can say about a, a game called Roller Champions. Um, but, you know, it, it's a new IP, which is always a plus in, in a conference. You know, if, if a company doesn't have new IPs, you're going to straight away wonder, why are you doing this? Um, so at least they had something... Um, among uh kind of uh which obviously they ended with two new ips mm. actually so that that's it's a good way to end the show i mean they started strong with watchdogs legion and they ended strong with two new ips in the form of roller champions and gods and monsters which um is coming from the people behind assassin's creed odyssey it almost looks like a chippy assassin's creed odyssey really that's the thing. It was obviously that was the main takeaway I had from that. It was made by the people who made Odyssey, but other than that, they didn't show anything of this game. Really, they showed a bit of landscape, and then what was it? Someone jumping. <laughs> that was about it. And concert, they give it a release date as well of February, and they didn't show much. That's a bit of a worry for me. It's it's certainly strange. I mean, as we've you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse there, but as I said previously on on this this pod, that that's you know gameplay is king, and, and gameplay really makes the difference when you're announcing these games. If you if you announce a game with a trailer, great, it's a new game, I'm intrigued, but I'm not going to be I'm not sold on it because I haven't seen the actual game, and that's another example. This could be the kind of game that's for me. I, you know, as we touched on before, I love history and mythology, and mm. you know, I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this could could be a cool cool little game. But 
we don't know what the game is yet, other than kind of the studio it's coming from, what it's called, and when it's coming out, and and kind of the the art style, I suppose. Um, so it's just a shame that they couldn't have shown a bit of a bit of gameplay with it, because it would have just it would have really enhanced it. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that is really the thing. I thought it. That's what I think. That's what the whole of E three suffered from. I think big moments didn't have the gameplay apart from like Watchdogs, really. All the stuff we haven't seen. Um. So yeah, that that was that was Ubisoft as as I mentioned towards the intro of it. Very mixed. I thought it was good. A bit of again a lull in the middle. Finished strongish, but lack of gameplay probably hurt it a bit. But yeah, I thought this. I thought Ubisoft probably delivered more than we expected, apart from um, Splinter Cell not being there for another year. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, um, yeah, I mean... I, I thought it was a solid showing, much like Microsoft. Um, you know, kind of a, a six out of ten, maybe. Mm. What I would say is, if let's say you tuned in after the the Watchdogs Legion stuff for whatever yeah. reason, then what would your opinion be if you took Watchdogs <laughs> uh, out of it? And especially if what you you took, if you chopped off the start and you chopped off the end, like so you got rid of Roller Champions and and gods and monsters like and known there's two new ip the rest like in the middle was just like except for john bernthal and his dog you know not really much in there that is going to get people too excited um i mean but as far as ubisoft conferences go it, it was solid enough it, it was decent and and i do credit them for the the extensive gameplay they showed of, of Watch Dogs 3 because that was that was really good stuff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. <laughs> if you took Watch Dogs out of that, it would be a, a, a flaming mess. But they didn't, and it was there. It was brilliant. Um, um, Square Enix, before it was out, I jokingly said, could this be the best um, 
conference of of the week of the week. Um, it's definitely in the running. Um, but it started off again very strong. Final Fantasy VII remake. I know Final Fantasy is not for everyone, but goddamn, goddamn, oh my, I want to play this fucking game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can only echo that. I mean, I, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. Final Fantasy VII isn't my favorite Final Fantasy, but it definitely is a, a top, top game. And I mean, from the moment this remake was first unveiled 20 years ago, it feels like now, um, I've been excited for this. And, and to know that it's, it's actually finally close you know we have a release date we got the release date a couple of days before the show um during a, a final fantasy concert it's it's coming next march um but again much like watchdogs we started with a lot of gameplay we, we got to see a full boss fight here you know we, we got to see more of what we'd already seen but but more on top of that we finally got to see tifa we even got a glimpse at like kind of other characters like yuffie at one point seemed to be kind of talking to cloud and uh we seen like right at the end sephiroth and, and that was a big thing for me was like how menacing is sephiroth going to seem you know what's the voice actor going to be like i think it's the same voice actor as advent children um but it, it all seems good to me i like this game looks quality i've even seen like people who've been hypercritical of this game who are totally blown away by this showing i mean that there are still some question marks over how this game's going to be structured and i think the developers said afterwards in the interview they they still don't know like they they know obviously this first part is just the midgar stuff but how they're going to do the rest of the game they don't actually know which i suppose is a concern for as far as the rest of the game is is concerned but for this actual part of the game that we're going to get in march I am so, so excited for this. I, I cannot wait. I mean, it, it looks like they've really pulled out all the stops here. Yeah, absolutely. I know it was kind of a running joke of everyone who, who did E3 stuff that it's been it's been being made for so bloody long, but it looks like they've made something special there. And will I just stuff my PlayStation? Oh, God. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Um, then we got Life is Strange 2 stuff. I don't think either of us play that. Yeah, that. I mean, this was more of the kind of the E3 advert that seemed to be a trend this time. Like, now this time they, they sprinkled in, some, they had some popular YouTubers mm. with their the clips of their Let's Plays of Life, the episodes of Life is Strange 2 so far. But it's just, again, it's a game that's already out or at least parts of it are. And apparently, I mean, for, from fans of that game, you know, the, the release schedule hasn't been great. It's been very staggered and, and there's been a lot of shade thrown at them there. And I've seen people who do play the game kind of saying that they feel like it was just strong attention to that, which probably a bit of an own goal there. Um, but you got a lot of that. I mean, uh, probably summed up, you know, all in, in one swoop here with Square Enix that there was sprinkled in was a lot of adverts, you know, that would felt almost like adverts, like Life Strange 2. Straight after that was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. We didn't really see anything new. It, I, I, they added in, obviously, that it's coming to Android and iOS as well as the previous announced Switch and PlayStation 4. But they didn't give a release date. It's still releasing winter 2019. Octopath Traveler which recently released on Steam. Yeah. There was a kind of a, a trailer for that 
reaffirming that it's available on Steam. The Last Remnant, which I was like, why are they showing this? This came out last year. Wasn't really a big deal anyway. Just a, a port of a, a, a game from previous gen on P- PS4. At the end of the trailer, they showed it coming to Switch day and date, which I suppose is something. But I think it would have been probably better to put in the Switch, like the, the Nintendo Direct, yeah, yeah. rather than in Square Enix. Dragon Quest Eleven S for the Switch. Yet again, just an ad, and then like, oh, it's coming fall 2019 for for Switch. At the Switch, like again, at the the, the uh, direct, they announced that release date. Why didn't they just leave it on Nintendo? I don't know why that had to be in here. It felt like filler. It felt pointless. It felt like because the Square could have been a brilliant conference if they just taken out the filler. Yeah, like it's the filler that killed it, and uh, you know, the filler came in other forms. Grand have a launch trailer for Dragon Quest Builders two. It's coming out next month, but why did it have to be five minutes long? We've already seen plenty of that game. That the game has its fans. You know, I know, I know. Neil plays Dragon Quest Builders. I think, I think he's in the process of trying build, trying to build Helm's Deep at the moment. So the, the people who play that game are, are going to play it. Uh, you know, having a launch trailer again makes sense, but a, a two-minute launch trailer, not a five-minute launch trailer. Um, Battalion 90, 1944, another game that's already out. It's a, a Steam game. Kind of giving an advert for that was strange. Square Enix Music, that rolled out a few weeks ago. All the, the, the kind of soundtracks on, on kind of uh, Apple Music and Spotify and that kind of thing. Mm. But it's already out there. We didn't need kind of an advert reminding us of it. And again, Dying Light 2, which you'd already seen at the Microsoft, like a trailer for that. If they they weren't going to give us a release date, why show it again? I'm pretty sure it was just the same thing that was shown at Microsoft, just less, just a bit smaller. So they could have taken out all that filler. And then this would have been a great kind of 30 minute showing, you know, with the, the Final Fantasy VII remake and a few other things sprinkled in. I, I don't understand whether why there was the filler. I mean, did you did you share that sentiment or, or were you fine with the filler or is it just something we have to expect these days? Um, It didn't really dawn on me at the time because obviously this was before Nintendo, but as soon as there was quite a, a couple crossover bits um, with Nintendo as well, I think it just, it did really jump on me that, yeah, quite a lot of this is pointless. Um, and some of it like remasters and stuff. It's like, eh, who cares? But you do make a good point about, especially about the stuff that's already out. And it's fair enough releasing DLC. But Square Enix music, really? What the fuck? I didn't even know why would I care? That's a thing. If I wanted to listen to any game's soundtrack, I'd probably just go on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. <laughs> why? Why would I care? Um, yeah. Just, it, now that you've said it, it, there was quite a lot of stuff that we already knew about and whatever. I mean, when Octopath Traveler came up, I was already like, I was thinking, is this coming to console or something? Why, why would that be here and then Steam? Oh, I already thought that was on there. <laughs> yeah, just, it just, it as you said, it could have been easily the best um, conference if it kind of kept it um, streamlined, but yeah. Um, and we got Kingdom Hearts free stuff, whatever Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen stuff. That, yeah. that was cringe. I mean, they had they obviously haven't translated that yet, so we just had like text on screen for when they were talking, and some mm. of the stuff they were they were saying was just 
made no sense. So they, I think that that that's led to a lot of memes. So it was worth it just for the memes. And to be fair, it wasn't too long a trailer. So I mean, th- that didn't really bother me. And at least this time, unlike the Kingdom Hearts stuff last year, they didn't already show it on Microsoft stage and then just show the same trailer again. So, I mean, I think last year we got it on Microsoft, Sony and um, Square Enix at the end of the day. So um, at least this time it was just in, in the one place. Um, Something I think we missed there when I, I went a big montage of giving out about their filler. Uh, Circuit Superstars seems to be their, their next kind of indie title. They they have obviously the that initiative where they support indie developers. It's like kind of a micro machines style top-down racing game from a mexican studio i think it's called original fire games coming out next year did that catch your eye were you a micro machines fan back in the day uh i'm a fan i've played it (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's something yeah yeah (laughs) just just given give that wasn't too asked to be honest um where are we up to um Oh, oh, another another criticism. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. We already joked about how people have said that it, it rolled into to Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. Uh, why was there... I know, again, I'll acknowledge Final Fantasy XIV has a massive fan base. It's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people would argue it's probably the best of the MMOs. It's the, the, the one that seems to be the most high quality. It, you know, it has its audience, but why did it need a seven minute trailer for uh, like really a DLC soon? that's that's coming out in like soon like seven minutes Ooh. long that trailer was Ooh, I was going to say Mama Hit Rob will shout at you but seven minutes is a long bloody time <laughs> exactly like why even three or four is fine but seven minutes that's 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 the big criticism of of um of Square here is that they didn't realize less is less is sometimes more that that's that's Ooh. really where they fell down. Like less is more. They could have had less in here, and it would have made it a much better conference. Yeah, absolutely. God, seven minutes. It feels like it feels like when you say seven minutes, it feels like nothing. But when you just think, yeah, that's a long time in a call, in a press conference. Um, yeah, it's quite a lot of other Japanese. Like, Yes, Japanese stuff from a Japanese thing. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, there's quite a lot of other very, very Japanese stuff. Um, War of Visions, Final Fantasy, Brave, can't even say, Exvius. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Brave Exvius is like a, a previous mobile title they did. I think uh, it's almost like an episodic RPG, almost. Um, War of the Visions seems to be like a Final Fantasy Tactics style game. Uh, I Again, though, like some other mobile games we've talked about here, I don't understand why this isn't on consoles. If this game was coming to Switch, Switch would be a brilliant platform for this if, if they brought this game, because people love Final Fantasy Tactics, and this very much is Final Fantasy Tactics minus the name. So why isn't it on Switch is really my was my takeaway from this. When I first seen it, I was like, oh, it looks cool. But then it's a mobile game. Like, well, I probably won't play that. Um, so it's a real shame that it's 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 not on Switch because like generally Square are very good at knowing where to bring these RPGs. Like obviously we uh, they they announced they're bringing Romancing Saga Three and Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions to the West later in 2019, and they're two games that are on Switch and a really good 
fits for Switch. Like a lot of JRPGs fit so nicely on the Switch, and I think War of the Visions would have been a great fit for the Switch. And it's just a, mm. a real shame that it's it's not going to be on it, or at least for now it won't. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Outriders people from people can't can fly. Uh, I can't. I've gone blank on this for some reason. What was it? I can't remember. It looks again. We didn't see any gameplay, so like yeah, a lot yeah. of the game announcements at E3, we we don't know entirely. But it seems to be an action game that kind of has some some horror elements. It seemed like you're fight shooting monsters, basically. Um, you know, obviously People Can Fly are known for their shooters. They did Gears of War Judgment. They did Bullet Storm, which was a great game. Um, you know. Poland seems to be kind of an emerging territory for developers. Obviously, CD Projekt Red above all, but um, I, I like uh, what I've yes. seen yeah. from people can fly ahead of, ahead of time and uh, or what are up up to now. So to get a new project for them and, and know that Square are publishing it is is interesting. But like you know, I feel like a broken record here. But like the other games, I would have liked to see some gameplay because that's that's really what what catches your interest and gives gives your product proper kind of view of, of what a game is going to be having just googled it i remember it now Ch- Chernob- <laughs> like chernobyl gears of war mass effect type thing yeah yeah uh it did look interesting oh another word i can't say o- oninaki uh, oninaki, oninaki. Uh, which is the latest game from tokyo rpg fa- factory so you can imagine what kind of game this is no two guesses um tokyo did um Oh, I'm drawing a blank. The, the last game was Lost Sphere, which was kind of mediocre. But their first game, which was kind of a, a Chrono Trigger-inspired um, game, was really, really popular. I am Setsuna. Um, so this looks to be... While those games were very much kind of turn-based RPGs, this is more of an action RPG. Uh, it kind of reminds you of something like, like Bastion or kind of Zelda-esque. Um, and so I, I like this developer, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And, and to know it's coming, I was hoping to get a release date for this at the showing. So it's exciting that um, it's very close. It's, it's only a couple of months away, so 22nd of August. So that's that's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'm sure people who, who like the developer and like those kind of games will be as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Never played Final Fantasy VIII as a kid. I like seven and nine. Somehow I missed eight. Um, that'll have its audience. Uh, releasing later in 2019. That um, audience is me. Yes. <laughs> this is probably the moment where I got the most kind of. And this was this was quite late in in the morning, and I was kind of like jumped out. I was lying in bed watching, and I just jumped up like because this was kind of my wish for Square Enix was announced this game and i didn't expect it to happen so this this was probably my biggest surprise you know a lot probably alongside with keanu reeves was was that this game is coming you know obviously the people know what it is i don't need to talk about it but it's it's awesome that it is i mean the, the talk is that the code for this game was entirely lost which is why it had been so long since it had oh. been ported why they skipped over it so it looks like they've kind of remade it that's why it's, it's called remastered and um, so it's uh, i'm excited for this yeah, yeah, it might, it might be one I, yeah, if there's a lull, which it doesn't look like there will be, but if there's a lull over this, whenever it's released, um, I might pick it up. I, I picked up um, the remasters, if that's the right word, for 7 and 9 
in the E3 sale, so I'll probably play them in the in the proper summer lull. Um, and then the big talking point. Well, no, Final Fantasy VII is a big talking point, but one of the biggest talking points of of the well, the whole week really was Marvel's Avengers, and if they could build on on the success of of the first uh, MCU game in, in terms of Spider Man, and this got quite a lot of criticism, and I think rightfully so. I'm not I'm not one of these people who says it's a PlayStation Two game, but it is. It does look like a game that is very much early this gen. And I'm not, I think it was alpha footage or whatever. But we we jokingly said they look like people cosplay. Well, <laughs> Iron Man looks fine. Hulk looks fine. Cap um, looks fine as well. Yeah, he sounded weird. But the rest of them, <laughs> other people look like people in cosplay. Four look like a bloke you made on like early wrestling games. <laughs> <laughs> Black Widow looked like a bloke. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure if it's graphics. It's maybe it's art style. I don't. I, I. I wasn't too impressed there. I mean, again, as I said, you know, visuals don't make or break a game for me on their own. So it's not going to put me off entirely. But it, it definitely was a, a low point. I mean, for for me with with Avengers, there was good and bad points. The the, the this kind of the visuals were a bad part. The lack of gameplay shown was a bad part and then the the positives for me would be um what they said the, the kind of game it is i love the idea of it being like you've got your single player experience with the story you know with the avengers mm. but then you've also got this co-op online multiplayer that you can play with up to three of your friends and, and you can play as various heroes and they're going to add more heroes for free over time and then the other positive for me would be the cast, which I'm sure we'll discuss as well. But I mean, so I think it was a real mixed showing you a couple of positives, a couple of negatives. And but the art style was definitely a negative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was um, it just it, yeah. <laughs> it just looked it just looked funky. It's probably the best word for it. But uh, in terms of the cast, we might as well go on now that you said, I thought. That well, the two obvious ones were very good. The others sounded a bit. Well, the thing is, for obviously you kind of think of him as um, uh, Chris Hemsworth now, and I I do watch the occasional like um, uh, Marvel um, animated film and stuff like. Four does kind of sound a bit stupid, and I thought that's what they went for in this one. He did sound like a over the top type thing, and I suppose it fits, but it just it didn't sound that well. Um, Cap. He didn't really speak much, but he didn't sound that iconic. But obviously the two obvious ones, I thought they were pretty much perfect for what they had in Troy Baker and, oh my God, why am I drawing a blind? Nolan North. Nolan North, there we go, Christ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is really a, a top cast for um, kind of voice actors in, in games. I mean, Nolan North and Troy Baker, like Nolan North is like the OG, he's been around for forever. I mean, Troy Baker was basically a fanboy of Nolan North. He, he tells stories about that when he, he like met him once when, before he really got going. But they are the biggest names in, in, in video game voice acting. And Laura Bailey probably in recent years has emerged as like the female equivalent. She is like the biggest female voice actor so it's massive that they have them three there and 
Travis Willingham, uh, you might be kind of a little less familiar with him, but he's actually he's actually Laura's husband. And they do um, Critical Role together, like the, the Dungeons and Dragons show. And they're kind of, you know, if, as much as you can typecast a, a voice actor, Travis is like Travis. He's, he's a he's a mountain of a man. He's massive and real mm. kind of deep voice and that. Um, he often plays these those kind of characters. He seems a really good fit for Thor for me. I, I thought it was brilliant kind of casting. I, I think it, it, it to me, I, I was fine with with Thor, and I, I think he is a good fit. Um, I'm trying to get uh, the name of the guy for for. Um, Cap, because he's the one voice actor I'm not familiar with. I, I don't know what he's been in. Uh, Jeff Shine, or Sheen, or uh, I'm assuming. Uh, I, I don't know what he is in. Um, I, I haven't personally encountered something that anything that he's been in. Uh, there probably is things, but I, I just obviously haven't really looked him up yet. But it's just not a name I'm aware of. Uh, so I, I don't know what to, to expect there, obviously, but we'll have to kind of see more of it. Um, like, it looks like he's definitely done video game stuff before, looking through his IMDb page, but nothing is jumping out as me as something I've played. Ah, there we go. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, New Frontier, you know, the, the season three. Mm-hmm. Of the, the, he was Javier, the, the main character in that. So I have we obviously we, we would be familiar with him, um, but uh, I suppose I'll just have to see more of it. But I think overall I w- I was impressed with the cast. I, I, obviously, you seem to have slightly more mixed feelings on that one. I I think I was I probably put a bit of taste in my mouth the way they look. To be honest, I'll probably go back and watch it and be like, it's fine. But I think it's just the fact. Obviously, you have such a powerful connection due to the films. It it feels weird, whereas. Obviously, as Tony Stark, he felt okay. He sounds perfect, um, and so so did um, Banner in this as well. And the others, I just kind of felt a bit wishy washy. But I'll I'll go back and have a look at that. But yeah, just uh... yeah. But I mean, I see the point with the films. But I think you could almost imply apply that to to Spider Man too. I mean, probably True. more recently we're we're thinking of Tom Holland, but. Yuri Lowenthal was brilliant in, in the Spider-Man game and Laura Bailey, like I said, she pops up everywhere. She was Mary Jane. Mary Jane wasn't really in the more recent movies, but we probably still think back to, to the Mary Jane. From Dunst, the, yeah. The, yeah. And Kirsten Dunst was, was cool. Um, definitely one of my childhood crushes there. And she <laughs> was Mary Jane. Um, but yeah, like so. But we were able to differentiate that the game from the movie and, and give the the game cast their credit in, in in their own right there with Spider Man. So I'm I'm confident we can do the same here with Avengers if we can distract the, ourselves from their stupid faces. Um, Play blindfolded. I, I, <laughs> uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind a, a Sonic movie approach here if like kind of there's enough backlash on the art style that they kind of redo their faces at least I, Thor and Black Widow's faces. Yeah. Fix the beard for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, it did look strange. Um, the only hope is that I think it did say it was alpha footage, so they might fix it. But I yeah, it's eleven months away, yeah. so yeah. it's still long enough away that they could make those kind of changes. I don't think they can put it back any further because it'll be next gen by then. Yeah, uh, and then it will really, really look shit. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, release date is the 15th of May. Um, there is going to be a 
beta they did give a release date on that but it's coming to playstation first i imagine that would be in the winter so that might get lost in the shuffle unfortunately um but yeah that that was um square we've kind of critiqued it as we've gone um quite a lot of filler as you said but ultimately final fantasy 7 looks fantastic marvel avengers intriguing intriguing but potato <laughs> uh, <laughs> and shit beards so again almost similarly to ubisoft started off very strong um very much a lull in the middle and then finished off with something intriguing and obviously final fantasy 8 for you is probably a bigger thing than it is for me as well yeah definitely i mean for me they could have ended on final fantasy 8 and i would have would have been like still probably would have been like yeah my favorite just just for that uh, which is strange for a game that's like almost, I think it, well, it's over 20 years old now. Yeah, it so, must be. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, but um, it, that that really did did catch me. But like I said, if they'd taken out the filler, you know, made made some of the trailers shorter, taken out some of the kind of adverts, I think I think it, it could have been massive. Um, but you know, um, again, solid. You know, like I keep, I feel, you know, we're talking around a six out of ten. Um, it's solid showing they, they did what they, they needed to, to do. They, they didn't make too many, didn't make any kind of massive own goals or anything like that. So, and obviously people are really hyped about Final Fantasy. I mean, one of my, uh, Alpha Omega saying a YouTuber I quite like who kind of seemed to have retired from YouTube in recent months, came back to make a video on his reactions to, to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, which says it all. I mean, that, that was massive, much like Watch Dogs at Ubisoft. They started so strong that that was going to end up being the talking point. And I suppose that's 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 what's important mm. at the end of the day, what sticks in people's minds. Very true, very true. And um, Nintendo, um, people blew their load <laughs> um, over this conference. I don't see why, but that's very much known on this podcast. I'm not the biggest Nintendo person. So we'll de- we'll delve into this. Um, I missed the start because I was going to watch it later, and I ended up just putting it on. Um, so Smash Bros. Ultimate, we got um, Dragon Quest Eleven T Row. Yeah, cool. Um, we got a release date for Dragon Quest. We're going to have to go through this one quickly because it has been a fucking massive pod, people. Um, so if we do rush this one, apologies if you're a Nintendo fan. Uh, we got Dragon Quest. Um, 11 roman numerals people are doing it under pressure uh we got a release date of that for the 27th of august uh, september get me months wrong now um then we got luigi's mansion um luigi's mansion probably the biggest thing there um not again i'm not the biggest mario head or luigi head uh this is probably huge for some people are you one of these people no, not not really. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for what what I will say is like the the Nintendo tend to deep dive on one game in a direct sometimes more than you know on on different levels. And I think Luigi's Mansion Three was the the game that got that treatment. We didn't get an exact release date, um, but we got like kind of they showed off new features and and kind of but for the people that that because Luigi's Mansion definitely has its following, um. 
it kind of ticked those boxes for them. It, it did what it had to do. And, and I mean, I suppose Pokemon aside now with, with Animal Crossing having been pushed back, which will probably be one of the, the main talking points we'll have here in a bit, you know, it, it Luigi Mansion probably is the, the, the second biggest kind of game they have. Well, that are, that are Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, so they, they really they they shown people what they were waiting to see on that game I suppose minus the release date, um, it it was you know as as you know you said we'd we'd go quick on Nintendo but you you really would want to be going quick on it because that's really what it was it was just Ooh. sort of for the most part it was kind of rolling off kind of the, these games are coming like Witcher three had been rumored. You know, there you go. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition releasing later in 2019. Resident Evil 5 and 6 with a weird kind of cheesy advert releasing later yeah. in 2019. No More Heroes 3, which obviously had been announced previously, is releasing in 2020. Um, it, it, it was a lot of that kind of just rolling off all these announcements, of course, as as is common for, for um, E3 um, directs. They went through kind of a group of games that that are coming. Some we already and gave the release date. Some we already knew about. Some we didn't. Like one that caught me was Nino Cooney Wrath of the White Witch is coming to Switch. It's also coming to PS5. But again, that was leaked before the show, so that that wasn't a surprise. Um, and like kind of different games that are already on other platforms are are coming to the Switch. So there's a lot of 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 rounding off. But there were some announcements of like release dates and new games which are kind of enough to 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 catch in like uh jim henson's the dark crystal age of resistance tactics rolls off the tongue uh (laughs) which you know is a tie-in to the to the netflix series that's that's coming later in 2019 i like me a good tactical rpg Did, did that do anything for you um it's a strange one i was watching the nintendo one oh well i put it on then my dad came in from work it was awkward trying to explain what this game was these games were in front of my dad, <laughs> especially Nintendo, because all of it is very much Japanesey. <laughs> but yeah, did, th- this one. Do you not remember the Dark Crystal movie from the eighties? No, <laughs> I don't think that was his cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't really do much for me. It's, I I was intrigued. I'm not. I'm not going to run out and be like, I'm going to buy that, you know. But I, I remember the movie somewhat fondly from the Ooh. 80s and i do like tactical games um we also got legend of zelda Link's awakening we got a trailer for that seems to be some sort of like dungeon editor yeah. kind of feature and a release date 20th of september not too far away it trials of mana which is a new game announced for early 2020 i think it's a good fit for the switch but again i'm surprised that square didn't keep that for their own conference and get rid of some of the filler because that would have been an actual interesting announcement. They also announced that the collection of mana that that came out previously in in Japan it was releasing later that day for for Switch, which is cool. Some a game for me because I, I love RPGs. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses got a launch trailer because that's coming out in August, but nothing really new. Uh, Damon X Machina, which is a game I talked about on the preview, something I wanted a release date. I got a release date, 13th of September, about three months away. That's exciting for me. Is, is that a game that, that caught your fancy? Nope. <laughs> I'm very much useless here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Panzer Dragoon 
remake though we didn't know it was a remake at the time that was kind of unveiled in the press release afterwards but panzer dragoon is kind of a, a cult classic really i mean i'm the, the, it was originally a Sega Saturn game, Panzer, the original Panzer Dragoon. The game sells for maybe 200 quid these days. And that's Christ. even like it was like I think it was like three or four discs, kind of like a Final Fantasy. So you're hard pressed to find a copy that's actually in good working order. And if you do, you, you have to play through the nose for it. Um, so it's cool that it's people are going to have a way to play it with this remake. Uh, we see more Pokemon Sword and Shield, which seemed very strange given that we had a press conference that we discussed on the last show for Sword and Shield. I mean, did, did, did you think this was just Nintendo kind of thrown out there again? Yeah, we've, we've still got Sword and Shield coming. Or was this like desperation because they didn't feel they had enough to fill the show? I mean, what was your take on them including that there? Um, Yeah, I just thought it was... Maybe people hadn't watched the the Pokemon Direct. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have if you were watching this, but maybe just like, yeah, I think it is just a cheeky reminder. Like, oh, there's all these games that not maybe everyone's cup of tea. Here's the biggest franchise we've got apart from like Mario. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it didn't really show anything else. I think later on the internet, there was confirmed a Corgi Pokemon, which, yeah, to me, why not? The most British thing in the world is the queen. Yeah, the, the, the queen sold. You know, <laughs> yes, that, that exactly. she was on the fence about, about getting. Maybe she's a shield sort of shield, and yeah. that'd be brilliant, actually. Like, imagine, like, I don't know, their version of the Leaf Four. If the queen is like the last one, the final person you fight, that that'd be pretty cool. She's just got like she, she just got twenty five corgis. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll be disappointed if if we don't get like to fight against the queen uh, in a Pokemon you, battle. Your enemy is some old woman in a hoodie and turns out to be the queen. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I don't think they really needed to, to have more of that in there. Which, no, And no, again, no. it just feels like like there's there's some things that I feel like uh, similar to Square Enix, you know, they're, they're, they're close or they're already out and, and why didn't we need to see more of them? Like Astral Chain is a, a game I'm excited for. It's from Platinum Games and it was the only showing really we had from Platinum Games. I was surprised that we did at Square's conference, we didn't get to see more of uh, Babylon's Fall and, mm. you know, and, and Nintendo, we didn't get Bayonetta 3, which was what I was really hoping for. But Astral Chain is, is coming out in a couple of months and we got to see another trailer for that. Uh, similarly, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 got another trailer and they announced that it's going to be an expansion pass with like three different expansions. Um, but it, it just kind of seems strange. These things, you know, I think people are already sold on, on those things. So it's strange to, to kind of have more of them if they've already been covered on past uh, directs. Because I forget, directs are under one a year of time. It's like it's one yeah, every yeah. two months. So it's it's a strange one on that. Um, but we did get some new announcements. Um, Empire of Sin from Romero Games. Oh, obviously, yes. John Romero of Doom fame coming out in spring 2020. Um kind of seems like to be like kind of a tactical i thought it was a new omerta i thought it was just like omerta city of gangsters was coming to switch mm. just looks like prop like prop just like that's that a thought, carbon yeah. copy of that really yeah, yeah. That, that's one um, of the ones that actually piqued my interest I'm like yeah i'll play that i like a mafia i like a mafia ish game <laughs> me too I, I love mafia movies i love mafia games so that, that that did actually did catch me despite the fact that i was quite confused that it wasn't a port of Omerda. Um and as you were you were you're excited to say yes. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games releasing in, in November. What a game. 
Never played it before. I will now. <laughs> Did you? You didn't play it back in the Wii. I actually, no, I, no. I, I, I remember. I had a my mother bought a Wii as many mothers did back in the day and that was one of the games that yeah. came bundled with it and I remember playing it with an ex-girlfriend at the time who wasn't a gamer at all but even she got really into it and, and really competitive like it's a it, they're a lot of fun you know you can you can have fun with them if you have like friends and family to play with that exactly. those games who, are a lot who didn't fun. love Athens 20 2004 the game everyone loved that game if you didn't, yeah, Scott play it. <laughs> it. It's interesting that they're still. I, I thought it was just going to be Mario. They're Same. still sharing that platform with Sonic, um, which which is an interesting approach. You know, obviously they, they uh, I suppose maybe having the Sonic characters there sat well with people, but th- that's definitely one that I would be depending. I, I'm not sure I'll definitely get it, but I'm sure someone I know will get it, and I'm sure then we'll we'll play it as a group, and it, it'll be fun, even if you only play it a handful of times. Um, and speaking of announcements and the, mm. the, it just Animal Crossing New Horizons when, when that came we were finally like oh here it is this is the moment that's going to save the conference for a lot of people even though we're not personally Animal Crossing fans. but then just, even the way they said it, an announcement we know you've been waiting for and then they announced it's not coming till next March when it was originally <laughs> supposed to be 2019 like that seems like a massive own goal to me but yet Afterwards, I'm looking on on forums and Twitter and stuff, and Nintendo fans are really happy and saying it was a great conference, even though the game they were mostly hyped about got delayed like four or five months. Was that not strange to you? I thought it was like I know Animal Crossing was always there. I, I thought the conference was bit shit. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, what? It, it I know. Pokemon's its own entity and stuff, but that's obviously there for for November. But for Nintendo itself, Luigi's Mansion Three is that is that big enough to do this? Animal Crossing, I know it's got its own clearly mental, not mental. That's the wrong word. Angry fan base and just gagging for a game and stuff like that. And it got put back to March. It's really is that is Animal Crossing that much of a a franchise for not the neutral because everyone's a gamer but like i would play a game like animal crossing but what what makes what makes new people want to play animal crossing what what did that show like i said at the time if i wanted to play a game like that i've already got stardew valley (laughs) like i just i just don't i don't get it like obviously, I've been pretty much useless in this Nintendo bit because I don't, I've never heard of any of the IP and stuff like that. But Animal Crossing is I've obviously heard of, never played it, but I I just don't I don't get it. I don't get how this was a good conference at all. And I know we've not I know we've not finished with the conference. There's a couple more big pieces of news, but at this point, it just yeah. fell shit. <laughs> No, I yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, when they took Pokemon out and gave it its own press conference, we said that made sense for two reasons. Because one, Pokemon, it is Nintendo, but it's also not Nintendo. It's the, the Pokemon company, you know, it's 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 its own thing in a way. So kind of, it's always been its own platform. So giving putting it out on its own for for the amount of because there's a lot of Pokemon fans that just to play Pokemon. So it, it makes sense to, to put it out there in that sense and also in the sense that generally their approach to E3 is we focus big on one game and then we kind of, what we've talked about with all the other stuff, kind of like 
here's a game coming to Switch that's on other consoles. Here's a game you knew about. Here's a release date for it. Here's a new game. Just kind of quick fire announcements type thing. That's how they do their E3 directs. And we thought Animal Crossing was going to be that game for this year. It was going to be the game they were going to spend like at least 10 minutes on just going Ooh. real deep dive for the and we'd probably you and i would probably zone out but the animal crossing people would be on the edge of their seats like, oh my god they've got this table you know or this 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 table and chair set I, I don't know what my animal crossing is all about but that would have been for them but it's not and like how it probably ties into pocket camp the mobile game and that kind of thing but we didn't get any of that it it was just like yeah, here it is the trailer it's coming in 2020 we need more time to work on it and it's just sort of like okay well what was this conference about then and that's what i thought they were building up to like it just it, for someone who's not into animal crossing it was disappointing to me knowing how much other people i was disappointed for them and mm. and that was that was just strange to me I mean, this seemed more like a conference that you might get in like september or something i think with yeah. with um E3, there comes a slightly more of a weight of expectation on directs. The E3 direct has to be better than the other directs and like bigger. And this wasn't really because of these things. And I mean, you know, they ended on a interesting note, but I wouldn't say like a massively strong note. I mean, they announced another Smash Bros character, Banjo-Kazooie. It's been rumored for a while uh, people have been going to expect and be like, will Microsoft let it happen? Clearly the answer is yes. I thought it was a cool little reveal trailer in that it kind of trolled us for a moment. It was like, oh, it's actually the, the duck hunt dog holding one of the ducks. And then Banjo dropped out of the sky. It was a cool little trailer. Nice. They actually had, actually, that was the point, actually. Remember the highlight of Nintendo's conference was the, the, the guy introducing Bowser and actual Bowser coming out and talking and, and then Doug Bowser coming out. That was like, I like how they acknowledged that and had a bit of fun with it. Like, which, and they did that obviously with this, this Banjo-Kazooie reveal as well. But I think the Dragon Quest character and Banjo were two characters that make sense. I'm glad they're going to be there. I'll play as them. I love Smash. But because they were so heavily rumored and, and predicted and were no brainers, there was no kind of wow moment like when Joker was revealed for, for Smash or like in the past when Cloud was revealed. You know, I'm hoping the last few characters are proper left field and a blow your, your, your socks off announcements because mm. these two were very kind of safe. I've used that word a lot today, but they were. They were they were predictable. They were safe. Um, and then spoilers the end of the conference was the legend of zelda breath of the wild sequel is in development um but we knew this was happening we discussed this on a podcast previously when leaked job listings showed they were they were working on a follow-up the only question at the time was will it be a direct sequel a la majora's mask or will it be a brand new game on the same engine looks like it's the former which probably means it's going to come quicker. I mean, that would be my main talking point to this reveal is, when do you think we're going to get this game, Guy? What's your, your <sighs> prediction? <laughs> I think I said in 2022, didn't I, afterwards? Um, uh, would they want, well, their biggest success so far on the on this console to go up against Sony and Xbox's new thing next year? Maybe not. So maybe 2021? 
I, I disagree. I, I think they definitely would. And I, I think that, that it stands to them. They're obviously going to have, we're going to have the Switch Pro or whatever it's going to be called coming sometime in 2020. But that doesn't compare to like the next Xbox yeah. and the PlayStation, obviously. But having, being able to say, because let's not forget how massive Breath of the Wild was. It was, it was game a game of the year that beat off Mario Odyssey, which was massive as well. Beat off Horizon Zero Dawn, which was massive critically and at the very least this game was massive so to have a direct sequel to that game and i think it's a realistic to, to have that in october and november next year w- would be massive to, to nintendo for, for telling people like, why would you buy these new consoles just, just play zelda on your switch I, I think it would be massive and I, I that's that's the move i'd back them to make would would be to, to bring it out next next holiday it's an inter- it's an interesting point it's a fair point um what what do you reckon is going to be the secret one next year that they're making a Mario game or something like that? Is that I, a, a Mario game is in development? Oh okay, yeah, I could have guessed that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to see us see a, a again similar like to to uh, Breath of the Wild. Like cause you've got the engine there. You've you've got we could just see Mario Odyssey two or whatever they're going to call it. I that wouldn't be too far away either. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see that unveiled next year. Um, hopefully Metroid 4 is finally re-revealed next year One as day. well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, I, I think, but again, Zelda, much like most other things, because of leaks, it wasn't really that wow moment. Yeah. Maybe it was for people who don't do a video game podcast that where they cover news but for some other people it might have been a surprise but it wasn't for us because we we had already discussed this a few months ago um so but like look at least they had something to end it like had they just ended it with banjo kazooie which was what i thought was happening i suppose that would have even been more of a mm. disappointment so at least they had something uh, they can help leaks at the end of the day very well, apart from sue them, <laughs> uh, like they did. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was Nintendo. Um, I well, Nintendo's not my. I have a Nintendo Switch, and it's more. It's mostly for Pokemon. Um, but yeah, it's it wasn't my bag. Not really that interesting of a of a of a press conference for me. I know people were going mental over it on the internet somehow um, for games that we knew were in development and so on and so forth but yeah what what did you make of it overall it was okay i mean there was a lot of games that i'm interested in but there wasn't a lot new on them you know like i said like games like fire emblem and that that we know that aren't too far away they're games i'm gonna get i love those games but i didn't need to see them again you know i was already sold on the nastral chain much the same so it, it, the, because the games are for me I'm probably kind of somewhat biased I, I suppose, but it, I can only imagine what it's like for someone that those games aren't for because like what was the point in them watching um, there wasn't one I'll tell you <laughs> it, yeah like that's that's it it's 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 strange in that sense and I, I, I did, despite as I said the reasons for why having Pokemon out on its own made sense initially and on, at the end of the day it didn't make sense and I'm like well if they brought in that made this longer and just put all that Pokemon stuff into this, it probably would have brought this conference up a couple notches, having the Pokemon stuff in there. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very strange when you, in hindsight, Mm. I know hindsight's 2020, but 
Nintendo were a big company. They're supposed to, to have foresight on these things, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so, but it was okay. It wasn't a terrible con- terrible concert. And the thing with Nintendo is, it doesn't matter because two, three months down the line, they're going to have a direct. They're going to show off more new things, more release dates, announce a couple more games, and then people will just be focused on that because they have it coming out all year round I don't think it's as big a deal as it is yeah. for, for Microsoft I know Microsoft show up at Paris Game Week now and again and they, they do that that Xbox experience thing during the summer but or later in the I think summer. they announced something for November Microsoft in London I think <clears throat> or November oh it's November is it oh yeah, so. yeah it is it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I was in Mexico one, last yeah, year yeah. yeah that one I think I think it's in London this year <clears throat> might actually go might look into that day trip <laughs> yeah yeah we could could you can meet up, do 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 it down there, and then, then do pod. do a press conference. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's something. To, some some read something for us to look into. But um, yeah, it was an okay conference. I mean, that's that's all I can say. It wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was it was okay. Yeah, fair enough. It was just lost on me. It's probably not the best question for me. Um, obviously, I don't even know how long these podcasts are. As as we mentioned, it's all big one. It's all big one. But I'm going to split it into two. Um, other conferences, we'll go through these quickly. I only watched one of them. Um, Devolver Digital, usual madness. Uh, it was fun. Yes. I mean, I, I don't even know what games they announced. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure they just showed, like, My Neighbor Pedro. Is that what it's called again? Yeah, I think, I think it's so. My Neighbor Pedro off again. And um, they're the kind of a game that I forget what it's called now, but it kind of looked like kind of like a little animated kind of Takeshi's Castle thing almost. That looked kind of cool. Um, I was disappointed that uh, Metal Chaos Wolf didn't show up again. I was hoping to see that again and get a release date for it. So that that was kind of the one thing I'll I'll put against Evolver. But the overall little twenty-two minute video that it is, like it, it's always crazy and it's always it's cool. Like I like I like how they how they go about things, how they do things differently. And Terminator again, <laughs> the little thing at the end where it said, "If you come with, come with me, if you want to live." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the other game that Terminator uh, was in? Was Gears, but what was the one? There was a Ubisoft one, was, was it? it? Was, it... was it Ghost Recon? I think it was Ghost Recon. Possibly. I think it was. That was probably the biggest shock at Nintendo that Terminator wasn't announced as a Smash Brothers character. As, I treated, a, as a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> I tweeted that. that uh, we, 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 we know that he's going to be the next character, but he wasn't. There Therein lies the twist. Um, but it was a cool little conference. They're always a laugh. Um, they don't they don't take themselves too seriously, and that's that's why it's fun to watch. Um, you said that that was the only one you watched, was yeah. it? Um, take kind of funny, <laughs> yeah, kind of funny games. E three showcase, lots of indie games. You know, as always, you just watch them through. Some will be for you, some won't. Um, it's cool that they give that platform to the indies. I was still, I was expect I was a little disappointed with them though, to be honest, because I know they're good friends with Mike Bittle, and Mike Bittle is doing the John Wick game, and I thought that was a sure in Ooh. for the showcase, and it wasn't there. Disappointed. I'm disappointed with that, but you know what can you do? Imagine if I, Keanu turned up. For that yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and Mike Bittle, I mean, I just blow you away. Um, 
uh, upload VR I didn't watch because I don't have a VR. Yeah, I'm intrigued sense. by VR, but I'm you know I, I don't have one at the moment. PC gaming show is something I had in the background while I was playing games. You know it it's 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 very much out on its own for things. The biggest takeaway for me for that was the fact that Epic Games sponsored it. So there's a lot of the games were revealed as Epic Store oh. timed and with Shenmue 3 there was a lot of backlash there a lot of people that were Kickstarter backers even that were like demanding refunds and stuff because it's suddenly a timed exclusive for uh, the the Epic Game Store and they, they want it to be on Steam and, and you know I know PC gamers that you know, people will say us as console gamers is easy for us to so you, you, a launcher what's the big deal but I know PC gaming people who think the same they Steam think it's silly. <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's ridiculous like but that was my biggest takeaway from from that um but you know if you haven't watched evolver digital i'd, I'd recommend people watching it because it, it's it's good and it won't take up too much of your time and then outside the conferences we just had some some announcements before and after uh before during and, and after all the the conferences uh, thq nordic and the run-up to e3 announced Three games across three days. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, which is a remaster of the popular PS2 platformer, which is coming in 2020. Then it's Darksiders Genesis from Airship Syndicate, which is a Diablo-style spin-off of the Darksiders series, which I think is coming out later this year. And Destroy All Humans, which is a remake from Ooh. Black Forest Games of the cult classic destroy all humans that was launched by the original thq back in whatever year on the ps2 um so that was cool i was a little disappointed that they didn't come out with um saint row 5 at the xbox conference that was a big miss that had been rumored and i kind of expected it at xbox but it wasn't there but i'm sure that won't be too far off it's There's still clear. time <laughs> yeah um NIS America in a little mini stream yesterday. I thought they were going to announce a slew of games, but they just announced one, which was a Disgaea 4 Complete, which they're doing a trend of just re-releasing all the Disgaea games with all their DLC for Nintendo Switch uh, so that and, and PS4, which is something, but obviously they were already on PS4 to begin with. And then Konami announced yesterday the... Oh, which was something we didn't touch on the, the, the Direct, which, you know, won that... What did you think of what was it called? Contra, Contra. Damn it! What was it called? Oh God! Contra. I know I took note of it. Contra. Rogue Corpse. How bad did that game look? I can't even remember it. <laughs> uh, did, don't. You probably blocked it out. It, it looks awful. It looks like people have been dying for a new Contra game for years and people would have just liked a little 2D arcade <laughs> game directly like the originals. This is like a top-down 3D ridiculous thing about you're playing as like a panda shooting the aliens. Which is oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that looked fucking ridiculous. awful. I know, like it was the worst game across all the <laughs> conferences. Without, without a doubt. I mean, we joked about Metal Gear Survive 2 being their announcement for E3. But this this is even worse, probably, or as bad. Like, it's if Metal shocking. Gear Survive had a panda, and I'd probably play it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and, and strangely, afterwards, they announced that the, the release date for the Contra collection, people would have just been happier just to get that on its own without this, this game that's going to probably ruin a beloved 
kind of classic series. Uh, but Konami also announced the TurboGrafx-16 Mini because, of course, they own um, Hudson, so they, they own the rights to that. Uh, they announced like five games, including like R-Type and East one and Books 1 and 2 as kind of the first few games. It looks like they're taking the Sega approach and they're just going to announce the games in slews. That obviously got a lot of people excited. Not re- I like these little mini games, but the TurboGrafx was basically non-existent in Europe. If we have any American listeners, they're like, how do you not know TurboGrafx? Because that, you know, that was almost as big as Sega and, and Nintendo back for them. But for us, a lot of people in Europe don't even know what a TurboGrafx is. Obviously, Guy and I do because we're gamers, but the mainstream people, you say Nintendo, Sega, and TurboGrafx, and be like, what's a TurboGrafx? In fact, some people don't even believe the, game, the console came out in Europe. I think it might have just released mm-hmm. in like France and Germany or something like that. So, but you know, it's a mini console. People like their mini consoles, but that's E3 so far. I'm, I'm sure there's there's probably going to be a couple more announcements later today and and tomorrow, kind of during the during the days. But I mean, that that's that's what we've had so far. I mean, it, like it, it's a strange E3 as we, we said from the offset. There was plenty of announced, but it didn't feel like there was plenty announced because there was not that many wow moments. Yeah. Yeah, well, how about we talk about the moments then? Um, Well, let's go for favourite conference. For me, Square. Just because... Final Fantasy VII Remake was great and they've shown a lot of it and Final Fantasy VIII was probably, I'd probably say my moment of it, which is so strange for like a game that's over 20 years old, just a, a port of it. But it's a, it's one of my, it's my favorite Final Fantasy and I've never finished it because I, I, I accidentally saved over my game save when I was at the last boss. So cool. that, that was crushing. I've started it a few other times and just, gotten carried away playing triple triad which is the the card game you can play in it um and just spent hundreds of hours playing triple triad which is strange um but so for me to finally get this on a ps4 and this or switch probably switch i'll get it on and and play through it and finish it um is is awesome so i'm really excited about that so for square despite the filler that was my favorite conference but it's not i'm not going to say it was leap and bounds above the others because it wasn't how about you I can't say Xbox because I'm a bit called a fanboy. <laughs> um, say I, what you want. Yeah, fuck it. I'll say Xbox. Um, I'll say Xbox because, albeit it was disappointing, I think it had quite a lot and obviously interested me the most. Um, even stuff like Dragon Ball Z, it's interesting there. and I, I just thought it had the most relevance to me, obviously. I, Ubisoft, obviously we'll talk. I thought Ubisoft and Square had the best moments. Apart from Keanu, but yeah, <laughs> I'll go. I'll Xbox cause of Keanu. There we go. That's what we'll do. Um, so most disappointing. That's a tough one. Not the I worst. The most disappointing. I, yeah, I, I can't say Bethesda because I didn't really have expectations. We said on the preview pod that we didn't know why Bethesda were doing a conference, and now we're just saying we don't know why they did a conference. So it hasn't really much hasn't really changed there. Um, I'm probably going to have to say Nintendo because although it wasn't bad, you know, I, I just, I think they've set some a trend for their conferences on previous E3s, like on the, on the directs and they didn't kind of meet that trend this time because there wasn't that kind of big 
highlight of, of a single title that that people are looking forward to and as i said animal crossing isn't my kind of game i but i was disappointed for the people that were were disappointed so for me that that was probably the biggest disappointment what, what about you google because it was fucking awful <laughs> well, I, I didn't even think of that <laughs> I actually blocked that out yeah there we go google for being worst and most disappointing because it was utterly pointless i, I suppose you got boulders gate but yeah yeah that wasn't worth watching that for. Um, um, let's go. I mean, worst game was that Panda one. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, that was that was trash. There's, uh, there's no competition there. There was nothing, nothing, no worse showings than yeah. that game. Um, let's go for best game. Ooh. I think oh. it's between two. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are probably thinking I'm going to come out and say Cyberpunk, but we didn't really see much new there. And mm. like, I don't think I think Keanu Reeves is kind of like a a cheat code there. So, uh, and I'm not really going to count that because there was nothing really new. Um, for me, it's probably between Watch Dogs and Final Fantasy. As yeah. the Final Fantasy fanboy, I'm going to go with Final Fantasy VII Remake. But Watch Dogs 3 was a hell of a show. And uh, I think it's really cool that two separate companies decided to just take such a deep dive into gameplay for, for games. Because we don't see that too often at E3. You might see gameplay, but it's usually like a sort gameplay trailer. But see a massive like kind of on-stage showing of, of those two games was, was impressive. But I, I'm going to go a Remake. How about you? Something just jumped into my head. Can I actually a Pokemon for this? Because the director was ages ago. <laughs> yes, you, yeah. you. I mean, people count that as as when E three yeah. started was that yeah. direct that was kind of the the de facto start. So yeah, because, I'll allow it. Yeah, because you mentioned both of them, I'll go Pokemon to be different. But I thought Watch Dogs was special, so I'll say Watch Dogs and Pokemon. There we go. Um, and I think that's it. There's not really much else we could talk about. Obviously, E three. There's also the Coliseum stuff. Maybe we'll get a, a Simpsons hit and run game, and then this this whole pod changes because that that'll automatically win mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, obviously there'll be more more news and stuff like that. Maybe we'll do one in a week <clears throat> or two uh, and cover any other remaining news and stuff like that. But we'll be across during the summer. Um, so yeah, Carl, that has been a big ass pod. I'm not sure how long this part two will be, but hopefully everyone's made it to the end. Um, so yeah, we'll finish up there. Thanks everyone who has listened to both parts. Uh, God damn it, you heroes. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for you, Carl, for joining me. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.